Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer and I am joined today by Danielle. Hey guys. And Danielle has been a longtime fixture at our office over at Insight Marketing Group and she's evolved over the years, but basically Danielle handles everything related to the reputation management and review process for all of our physician clients. And she handles um, the social media outreach and social media customer service and ongoing social media programs for about 30 clients across the board and has a small team of people that help her on a daily basis. And she um, really most recently has really like started in a client relations role um, interacting every single day with practice managers. And so I asked Danielle to join us on today's Dr. Marketing Tips podcast because she has some really unique things that she has been kind of talking clients off the cliff on. And we thought it would really resonate with our listeners. So did I cover kind of what you do, Danielle? Yeah, it's a whole gamut of a little bit of everything. And I think all of our hats at Dr. Marketing Tips change every single day. So absolutely. um, Yeah, I think you covered it. So we've got um, just kind of three things we want to to bring to your attention. I don't want to call them scams, but sometimes they are scams. And I think a lot of it has to do with physician practices um, being perceived as businesses that have deep pockets. And because you're so busy, sometimes it's easy to make decisions that maybe aren't the best decisions from a marketing and a placement standpoint for your practice. Because really, you're just trying to make the doctors happy at the end of the day. And you're trying to have an ongoing marketing program and keep things going and, you know, as few headaches as possible. So with that, Danielle, why don't you tell us about the one thing that you got this week from a practice manager that prompted us to go ahead and record this episode? Yeah. um, And this is something I've actually gotten more than once in the last... uh, a couple weeks. So these are solicitations that you get in the mail. Um, but the kind of scammy part of this uh, solicitation is that it looks like an invoice. So I had a client text me a picture of the mail that she got and said, hey, is this you guys? They're asking us to pay to renew our domain. And like Jen said, as an office manager, you're probably going through the motions, paying your invoices, thinking, oh, if I don't pay this, our website's going to shut down or something like that, which is not true. Um, And then in small print on this, what looks like an invoice, it says, this is a solicitation, not a request for payment. So um, a manager could be thinking that they're just going through paying their bills and then write a $200 check to renew their domain. Um, But luckily she texted me the picture and I was like, no, that's definitely not us. We we cover your domain. It's already included in your invoice with us. Um, And then not just two days later, I got it from another client. So one was a digestive disease client and another was an orthopedic practice. So uh, it's uh, targeting multiple specialties as well. Absolutely. And I think that um, what they're trying to, well, what they're trying to do here is get your business. And it's just a shady way about going to go about trying to get your business. But what it would do if you were to pay that invoice is it would prompt a series of actions or reactions. And it 
your website would transfer over to somebody else. And so what I think is the most important thing is that um, for you to take away here is that you really need to understand or you really need to have somebody in your arsenal that you can go to, that you completely trust, who is making sure that they've got your back. And I think that's why people come to Danielle. They're, you know, they're, they're our clients, but they come to Danielle because she's accessible and she's right there. But if I could offer you one piece of advice or if we could offer you one piece of advice, it's to make sure you have some trusted people that are outside of your office or even a go-to person within the office that you could ask these real simple questions prior to stroking a check. Because remember, the perception is that practices like yours have deep pockets and you're so busy and these things come on your desk and they come and go. So you should be looking at all those invoices prior to paying them. If you like what you're hearing and need some help marketing your medical practice this year, be sure and check us out at insightmg.com. That's insight, M as in marketing, G as in group.com. Don't think you've got a budget for this kind of stuff? Think again. We've got you covered. Make sure you schedule a free consult today. Danielle, you have um, another couple that we talk about all the time. What are those? So reputation management, like Jen said, is a big part of what I do for our clients. And that includes kind of everything about a client online, their reviews, their website, and all those sorts of things. Um, And so now I think a lot more um, medical practices are starting to pay attention to that. And they're getting these emails that are almost scare tactics scare tactics that your website is wrong on 65% of these listings or um, your phone number is wrong on 95% of these online listings. Your your patients can't find you. Um, and like I said, it's a scare tactic. So my or our kind of strategy for ORM, which is online reputation management, which we like to use our um, abbreviations all the time, um, is to focus on the big websites that people actually go to. So we focus on Google, HealthGrades, RateMDs, Yelp, um, and these crazy percentages that they send you saying you're wrong on all these sites are usually just to scare you. And it's sites like yellowbot.com or like greenreviews.org. And it's like, these aren't sites that people go to, but you see this large percentage and think like, oh my God, my phone number's wrong everywhere. And then you're scared into paying $500 a month per provider to fix your website and fix your address and phone number. Yeah. And I think that um, I've seen this a lot lately because I will have um, practice managers that will email me or call me direct and show me these report cards that they receive from these companies that are literally trying to get you to sign up um, so that they can go out and claim all of your listings and make sure that everything's correct. And then they get you for what I believe is um, just an outrageous price. If you're paying more than, I'm going to say, if you're paying more than 100 bucks a month per subscription, you are paying too much. I think we charge like 25 maybe $30 per subscription, and that includes sending text alerts to patients after the fact. So there are services out there, so just look into those. But don't be fooled by those report cards that people send to you because if you've got a marketing team in place and you have a strategy in place, then your listings are claimed where they need to be. Danielle referenced, we, you know, we focus mainly on the top ones. That's true. When, we're, when we bring on a new client, we might focus on, you know, there's 70, maybe 100 sites out there. We, we focus on the top five, maybe the top seven 
immediately, but eventually they all get listed and all get claimed because there's kind of a trickle down effect when mm-hmm. you claim on Google or you claim on Health Grades. These other like um, obsolete sites like the yellowbot.com or something like that, they are getting their information from some of these big ones. Mm-hmm. And so we focus on the things that are going to show up on the first, um, maybe the second page of Google. And um, if so, when you get a report card in the mail, don't rush. Don't be, you know, don't be afraid of it. But have a trusted person that you can go to just to see what you're really up against. And and we see it also. Um, we get them all the time. Where I don't know why, but it's like medical practices are the only ones that are left using the fax machine. Mm-hmm. And we get it all the time where there will be a fax or a big fax blast that goes out. And it'll be health grades or it'll be vitals or random D or some obsolete company that is sending fax, faxes saying, make sure you claim your profile. And all of the profiles have already been claimed. And so right. we get those at least a couple times a year. And we know when it happens because we'll have 10 different clients calling us mm-hmm. and asking why their profiles aren't claimed. And then Danielle has to spend all kinds of back time explaining to them, everything's claimed. Here's your screenshot. Don't worry. Get back to running your practice. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of another one of those tactics where it's like claim your profile, but it's already claimed. But really, they're also trying to sell you some ads on their website as well. So it's like uh, claim your profile so you can buy some ads. So it's just another way that they think doctors or medical practices have all this money just to spend on all these things. Absolutely. And it's a it's a great sales tool. Yeah. It's a great tactic for, for sales. I just want to make sure that our listeners understand that sometimes they're being sold, trying to be sold. And sometimes there's something legitimate going on. Hey there. Replacing an employee can be expensive. Upward of 50% of that employee's annual salary. Did you know that only 33% of your employees are actually engaged at work? Well, what if you could invest in engaging and training your employees for as little as $8 per month? With training that's specific to the challenges you face in your medical practice like customer service, patient experience, communicating across generations, just to name a few. Well, visit us at InsightMG.com to find out more about how our employee engagement and training platform can help you strengthen employee retention, develop patient service mindsets, and give you peace of mind when it comes time for annual reviews, all without creating any additional work for you and it's only eight bucks a month. So check us out at Insight M as in marketing, G as in group.com. We'll be waiting for you. And, you know, I will say this too, because I have one practice manager of a very large practice, and he likes to send me forwards all the time of companies that are trying to get his business. And I'm like, stop sending them to me. Stop clicking on that stuff. Actually, don't stop sending them because I like to know what people are doing. But stop clicking on things and stop signing up for stuff because they've now got you into an email automation. And every time you're opening or clicking, it's creating a next step in the email automation. And they think you're interested. So they keep sending you the information. Um, just be wary of it. And, you know, they're doing their job and you're doing your job. And that's why, again, you need somebody trusted that you can go to to answer questions. So, Danielle, I think we've got one more kind of like questionable tactic that we see all the time. And so what is that one? Yeah. So I think if you work in a medical practice, you're aware of all these best doctor, top doctor, wonderful doctor, fantastic doctor awards that your doctor can be voted on or either by the patients or by their peers. 
Uh, there's maybe a handful of them that are legit and probably the other handful of them that are just trying to sell you a plaque or a piece in their magazine. Um, and really our strategy for the ones that are like magazine voting contest, those are great ways to engage your patients and engage your followers online. And as long as you have a plan for that to be successful and have a legitimate reason for why you're doing it, those are great because like I said, you're getting your, your patients to say, I voted for him. She's the best doctor ever. I love them. And then they're sharing and voting and that stuff's great. And then you're posted online and then we can say our doctors have been top doctors for X number of years. All that stuff's great. But then, like I said, kind of the questionable side of it is whenever they're like, hey, you've been voted excellent doctor. Do you want to buy a thousand dollar plaque? Those are kind of like, I never entered some excellent doctor contest or it, it just kind of gets a little. Yeah. And I think that I think the lesson here is that it's OK to participate in these contests, mm -hmm. but just know that when somebody's coming to you and they're like, hey, would you like to spend $1,000 on a print ad so that you can be in our top doctor section um, or edition of the magazine? Um, just think twice about that because at the end of the day, if you have a marketing strategy in place that includes print, and for many of the practices that we work with, they still really like to use traditional media outlets and um, we support that in many cases. But you don't, if you have a strategy in place and you've already planned to do it, then great. Mm -hmm. If not, don't just react every time somebody comes to you with an opportunity because every time you're reacting, you're opening the floodgates for everything else. And, you know, just like Danielle was saying, you know, it, it boils down to having a strategy in place. So if you have a strong social media team and a social strategy in place, when these contests come from publications or, you know, these associations and whatnot, you know, yeah, go ahead and participate in them, but make it part of your marketing plan and your marketing efforts because we'll get them and poor Danielle will go, you know, there'll be a new contest that'll pop up that, you know, this year that wasn't there last year. And she's having her team create social media so that she can outreach and get patients to engage. And like she said, this is the kind of content that people love to engage in. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, once you win these little contests and, you know, they're typically community driven, you can put the, um, the digital badge on your website. You can use it in social media. It's a great way to get your patients involved. But again, you just need somebody that you can have as a sounding board to have that conversation and just make sure that you are working the marketing plan that you've set out for yourself and for the practice yeah. and make sure that your um, the tactics for executing on that plan are already in place and that you have a game plan if you're going to jump on any of these things that are thrown your way. Yeah, and I just wanted to add one more thing. There are, I think the two main ones that are um, kind of the most known are top doctor and best doctor. And I'm not trying to knock and say that these aren't legitimate. Those are probably the two most legitimate um awards that doctors receive they're peer-based or um patient service yeah they're based. they're top-notch legitimate awards. Um, and those are ones that we you know every year we pay attention to and make sure that our our doctors check the boxes they need to check yeah and then there's you know there's awards like the u.s world and news news and world report and things of that nature those are absolutely legitimate mm -hmm. it's the little ones that are typically coming from a 
a print publication and their sales might be a little bit slow, so they decide to do a physician or a local doctor section in their publication Mm -hmm. to get sales up. And at the same time, they know that if they do a contest, they'll get you in there. So, you know, these are things, again, these are all good things from a marketing standpoint, but make sure, I think at the end of the day, you have to have a marketing plan. You have to have a strategy. And then if these things are in line with your strategy, then absolutely. Because remember, we all make poor decisions when we're just reacting to something and haven't thought it through. So be proactive, have the strategy in place, and then go out there and make the best decisions once you have the information in front of you. Anything else that you'd like to add, Danielle? No, I think you just uh, hit the nail on the head. I think something that we've been saying a lot the last uh, since the beginning of the year is uh, being proactive and not reactive. And I think these three three things that we discussed kind of um, reiterate that. That's awesome. So um, with that, I am Jennifer. And I'm Danielle. And we are going to say thank you for joining us on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.